Good sense. Good sense. Yeah, definitely good sense. Feel me. Shit, they say all good things must come to an end. Sure do. Shit, so there you have it, man. Good sense too. And uh, it's that boy, Young Roddy, right here, man. I love this cat. Speak for the low class, the people who ain't never had much, the people who ain't never had shit. Yeah, that's what this podcast is about, man. For the working class, for the people in poverty, for the people who ain't got no voice. You know what I'm saying? From the people who come from the hood and they deem us uneducated. You know what I'm saying? That we ain't got no intellect, man. Yeah, let's vibe out to this one. It's my little jam right here, y'all. You say you don't understand when it's quite normal. Ain't none of your East Alondra Podcast. Hey, baby. Black love. Black magic. Hey, black power, baby. Fly, baby, cause we not ordinary, baby. We special. Black extraordinaire. EA podcast. Listen to some game, man. So the Black Lives Matter movement is gaining more attention. It's getting more and more, you know what I'm saying, energy and money invested into it. Finally, 2020 is a mountain of something. Cause boy, it started off pretty whack but <clears throat> for this one we're gonna get into uh how corporate america can you know what i'm saying come out and help the fight against racism you know what i'm saying why we why we got the black lives matter movement you know what i'm saying at the highest point that it's ever been we might as well start addressing this too you know what i'm saying because as black folks we need money and we want to be comfortable we want to love our jobs we want to you know what i'm saying get paid and live accordingly you know what i'm saying so that's what we want to do I want corporate America to just sit back, listen, and think about since the beginning of time, since this country was built, since entrepreneurs were able to establish themselves and create all these businesses and birth all these business men and women, you know, uh, just think about how uh, as white people, you know, what I'm saying you guys have held power for so long. You know, every business that's ever started, you guys own the airwaves, you know, you're the CEOs, your vice presidents, your managers, your supervisors, your principals, your everything. Think of every position of power. Think of every company, every job there is and who sits at the highest uh, point uh, of that job description. OK, and it's, it's usually, you know, what I'm saying a white person. OK, and on the flip side of that, if you think about where, you know, what I'm saying people of ethnicities and how far they come from. You know, being blocked of education, not being able to get jobs, not being able to get the adequate pay um, and things like that. You know, take that in consideration. We got general labor jobs. We had interim jobs. We had internship jobs. Uh, we really couldn't move up the uh, corporate ladder uh, as uh, another white counterpart would be able to do. You know, so you have to look into years of this uh, being implemented. And this has uh, been going on, you know, from the job application to the interview to the hiring process and everything has been biased and, and it has been 
been practically used and the strength of it is discrimination and people being prejudiced and these microaggressions uh, most hiring managers are white and in this uh, next clip it kind of talks about how black people have been discriminated you know what i'm saying as far as like their names uh on applications once they see like a difficult name or they see like an african-american centric name um they instantly uh don't want to consider the candidate um our education uh is getting pushed aside on our resumes uh we have to have uh more experience than our other counterparts just to make up for the uh shortcomings of um how they perceive uh, how we got our degree or from what uh, accredited school or they feel is accredited and things like that and um man the freaking affirmative action little thing that's a joke we all know it's a joke okay and it's sad that we even had to put that in place just so you guys can hire people of minorities you know and then that's still not happening even though we have this you know kind of scaled data saying that we're hiring folks that's not the case and we're going to go ahead and prove that in this upcoming clip um basically kind of justifying how african americans just want to live just like um their white counterparts you know we have the same ambition we all want to have a job a family live comfortably and uh have our kids go to good schools and everything like that you know we all share the same thing and um in this clip, uh, he's basically going to go ahead and show some research that he's been doing about discrimination against African-Americans in the workplace. So corporate America, it's time for you guys to look yourselves in the mirror and listen up closely. OK, this by conducting a study where they sent out job applications, bogus job applications using a sort of typically white name such as Emily Smith mm -hmm. and the exact same application or similar qualifications with a name such as Lakeisha Washington or you know and, and they got a far greater response exactly. to the Emily Smith types of names. Yeah Harvard sent out 5,000 applications 2,500 had traditionally white names mm -hmm. 2,500 had traditionally African-American names and of these 5,000 applications that they submitted to about a thousand jobs both the white and African-American pool had equal resumes so, so mm -hmm. on paper these these should have gotten the same amount of feedback and they did again find that one in every 10 resumes from a white applicant was accepted. One in every 15 resumes from an African-American applicant was accepted. So that's a 50% disparity. And something um, else that was shocking was that if a white applicant had a higher educational background, there was a, a very good chance that they would get a, 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 they would get a job. If a black applicant had a higher educational background, there was no difference. There was no yeah, change. Yeah, there was absolutely no change, and they actually found that for an African-American applicant to be on the same footing as a white applicant, you have to have eight additional years of job experience, even when all other things were equal. Mm -hmm. so, so this report was really, really disturbing. Why is, this, why is this the case? After all this time, what is behind all of this? Well, UC Berkeley recently commissioned a study where they tried to dig a little deeper and say, why would this be happening? Mm -hmm. And they specifically focused on who were the hiring managers and did the race of the hiring manager have anything to do here? So what they did was a 30-month study where they looked at a major U.S. corporation. They looked at 100,000 hiring managers, and they found that hiring managers who were uh, white, Asian, or Latino 
disproportionately hired white applicants and disproportionately did not hire African-American applicants. It was only when hiring managers were African-American themselves that the pool wound up being closer to national averages. Very interesting. So I guess the answer there is make sure that more African-Americans make it to the managerial position and actually it, end up difficult. hiring. I mean, the UC Berkeley study tried to distinguish why would this be happening, and they came up with three potential causes. Mm -hmm. One is that you tend to have your own networks that you hire from, and that if you were a white, Asian, or Latino hiring manager, you may not have as many trusted African-Americans in your own network. One is that managers may feel that they're going to get more out of an employee that's more like them, mm. so they tend to hire more along racial lines. Or the third is just out-and-out -out discrimination, that people are not taking people for face value. All right, so what about affirmative action? What role does that play in all of this? Because, you know, a lot of people think, well, if you are African-American or if you are a minority, actually your chances are better at getting a job. And this proves that that's not the case. Yeah, a, a lot of people will say that. They'll jump to the defense and say, no, 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 African-American candidates are being hired. Mm -hmm. But if you look at the actual numbers, that that's not the case at all. Um, some companies had minority recruitment programs but in a bad economy those have tended to be the first to go mm -hmm. you also have this kind of reverse obama effect where a lot of companies are saying now that we have an african-american president racial prejudice is on the wane we no longer have to be aware of this we no longer have to account for it mm -hmm. so you're actively seeing people hiring less african-americans because they're saying no, 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 all things are now equal. That's not the case when you look at the numbers. Absolutely. And does this also apply to Hispanics and Asians, or was it largely just the African-American community? It's the African-American community that's the hardest hit mm -hmm. here in the numbers, and, and especially when you're looking at people with college degrees that have equal experience to white counterparts, mm -hmm. having a large discrepancy in terms of how they're hired. Now, it's still a better picture for people that do have college degrees. Well, I was going to say, at this point, what can be done? I mean, what advice would you have for African-American students? Well, first, I mean, you still do want to get a college degree. There shouldn't be a reason to ignore that. So the average annual income of someone without a college degree is $35,000. The average annual income of someone with a college degree is $53,000 a year. Um, when you look at lifetime earnings, the average lifetime earnings without a college degree is $1.2 million. With a college degree is $2.1 million. Mm -hmm. um, so right now we have about 14% of African Americans 25 or older have a college degree. 21% of white candidates 21 or older have a college degree. Right. So we still want to get those numbers up. We want to kind of achieve parity there. Because people over their lifetime you make a lot more with a college degree. And they say you live longer, you have less risk of obesity, you have less risk of uh, heart disease and hypertension. So getting a college degree is still worth it. It's just, it's, it's become difficult right now. So let's say you are an African-American recent college graduate. As a strategy towards mm -hmm. finding a job, would you recommend maybe targeting companies, as we've just heard, that, that African-American managers tend to hire more African-American employees? Would you recommend targeting companies with more black managers? Would you recommend erasing any, any reference to race on your resume? What would you recommend? What we're seeing are people are targeting companies that do have diversity recruitment programs still in place. If there is some way using LinkedIn or a social network to mm -hmm. see the ethnicity of your hiring manager, that does play a role. Yeah. Um, some other things that African-American candidates are doing is they're leaving off of their job application their race. Mm -hmm. In some cases, we're even seeing that they're using either fake names or their middle names if they have traditionally ethnic sounding mm -hmm. names. And they are finding that that has a real effect. So it, it's sad, but at least this is pointed mm. out. There's strategies that people can use, and hopefully we can correct this. Disturbing that this is still going on in this day and age. In this segment, we're going to ask Gordon. That's crazy, man. Y'all hear the alternatives that he said that African-Americans or, you know what I'm saying, minorities basically need to look into. He said, basically, we need to start looking into the hiring manager and what their race is because, you know what I'm saying, that might 
you know what I'm saying, be your chance to, you know, get hired, you know what I'm saying, have a fair chance to get in there. So corporate American, that should not be the case. And you need to make sure that that is not the case, because like I said, with this Black Lives Matter movement going on, we're pushing towards, you know what I'm saying, black owned businesses and things like that. And I'm pretty sure other minorities are probably going to do, you know what I'm saying, Hispanic owned businesses and things. So corporate America, you going, this is a threat towards you if you don't uh, join the fight against racism and another alternative he said was to not even put your race on the application corporate america we have to get to the point where we can't even put our race because we feel like our applications are not going to be considered listen do something about that okay and also like i said we're being discriminated against our names you know so they're saying like try to find some type of um eurocentric name maybe your middle name something that's more uh, approachable uh, and things like that you have to start thinking how how safe and hard dangerous our our names are that's pretty crazy uh in 2020 that's what we have to do so corporate america these are uh, a few ways and this is you know what i'm saying some truth that you can go ahead and uh, look at and you know maybe in your workplace you might want to get a team together get HR together uh, maybe do some evaluations uh, with your employees and try to figure out ways uh, to fight racism in the uh, in the workplace because this definitely should not be going on um, we work too hard we, we we're, we're, we're trying to get the best education from the best schools and we're still not getting put on the same uh, playing field as you can see so this has been Easter Alondra podcast man trying to tell y'all corporate america it's time to wake up it's time to fight against racism and black lives matter you know what i'm saying for social injustice but we also trying to do this uh equality instead of stand all this disparity and uh inequality around here so get with your uh supervisors you know what i'm saying get with your managers get uh send something to the the ceo some petitions uh there's all type of ways you can kind of uh get you know what i'm saying like a little mini union going on in your workplace man and try to fight for this change uh all across so let's just not stop with the protests in the streets let's take it to uh our workplace but for black people moving forward like i said it's about supporting black businesses and every all our entrepreneurs that's coming up um, let's go ahead and start seeing a lot of our, uh, it's a lot of our black folks in the medical industry, you know what I'm saying? As far as, you know, CNAs and all type of things, get our own clinic practices going and all of that, man. It's about that time. So that's just some real game for y'all. East Atlanta podcast, you know, your boy Damo is out. That's just some game. Black power, baby. We out on another episode. Time to rest your eyes now, I guess. You've been running all day. You've been due for some rest. Just ain't no need to strain in your brain any longer. It's cool to dream those dreams that made you stronger. Kept you fresh and on your toes. Forever eat you the highs and lows of the day. <laughs>